Welcome to our podcast, Bible Lessons for a Christian Life, hosted by TNW Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Please stay tuned after our lesson for information on how to contact us. This week's podcast, we'd like to continue our study on the fruit of the Spirit, which is found in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. In our last podcast, we discussed the foundations of love. This week, I'd like to go on and discuss the characteristics of love. And what other perfect chapter in the Bible is there but 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which is also known as the love chapter. As we go through this chapter, it's pretty short, 13 verses in total, but there's a lot of information here, a lot of guidelines that we need to take into account. If we break this down into three different parts, we start with verses one through three. These three verses talk about the superiority of love, that love is greater than all spiritual gifts because without love, the gifts are empty. If we go on to verses four through seven, This talks about the practice of love or the characteristics of love and that love is greater than all spiritual gifts because of its selfless characteristics. And if we go on with the final scriptures, verses 8 through 13, it talks about the permanence of love and that love is greater than all spiritual gifts because it never ends. So let's start with verse 1 through 3 and it says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. These three verses here really just kind of lay the foundation of love and its characteristics. As I said before, the superiority of love, that it is greater than everything else. And charity in these scriptures is also love. As we look at these scriptures that Paul is writing, we see that he speaks about speaking in tongues of men and of angels. He talks about having the gift of prophecy and understanding all mysteries and having all knowledge through faith. He also talks about feeding the poor and giving his body to be sacrificed. And he says that he can do all these things, which if we look out in this world today, we can come across a lot of people who do many of these things, a lot of good people who are not Christians. They give of themselves to the poor, to the needy. They do all these various works to help others. And what Paul is saying here, if I do not have love with these things, the love of God in my life, then these mean nothing. I am nothing. If we go on to verses four through seven, this is where we really start to talk about the characteristics of love. And I want to read these scriptures first and then go back and discuss each one of these individually. Starting at verse four, it says, Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, 
and endureth all things. These scriptures here are the basic building blocks of what love is. These are the characteristics that we should be showing in our life to others. So let's start talking about each one of these individually. These first two characteristics listed here essentially list out what love is. It says that love suffers long. And to suffer long means to be patient or long-tempered. A lot of people in this day and age are not patient at all. They are not long-tempered. They are very short-tempered. When someone does them wrong, they react. Love doesn't react. Love thinks and acts. To go on and talk about suffering long, one of the things I wanted to bring up was that love is patient with a weaker or less mature Christian brother or sister. And we're able to bear their imperfections and take them and love them and build them up. And that's what love is. Love suffers long. It goes on to say that love is kind. I'm sure each and every listener out there knows someone who was kind to them in their lifetime. I can think back to such individuals as my grandmother. She was one of the kindest ladies that you would ever meet. I can also remember growing up and several sisters within the church that I grew up with, Sister Robinson, Granny Davis, the different ones that I knew growing up. And these ladies were so kind. And why was that? It's because they had the love of God within them. And that is what love is. When you have that love within you, you show kindness out of you to each other. You don't backbite. You don't gossip. You don't tear people down. Instead, you build them up. Kindness is patience in action. That's when we can take time with someone and even in their faults, we can still show them love. Kindness seeks out needs and looks for opportunities to meet those needs without repayment. That is one of the biggest characteristics of kindness that there is. You do something for others without expectation of anything in return. As we go on to these next characteristics, Paul goes on to explain what love does not do. The first thing that he talks about is that love does not envy. Love is not heated or boiled with envy and hatred. When we think about envy, we think about a person that is jealous and they want what others have. A person that has envy in their life, they want others' things for themselves. They're too selfish to applaud others' success. Instead, they want to be the center of attention. Paul goes on to say that love does not vaunt itself. And what it means here by vaunting, it means parading itself. And essentially that love does not boast of oneself. It does not have to brag. It does not have to show off. It does not have to give itself airs, so to speak. A person who has love in their life is humble. Instead of going around and bragging about those things that they have accomplished, they let their actions speak for themselves. Bragging is essentially an outward manifestation of pride, and someone who vaunts themselves or parades themselves is a very prideful person. He also goes on to say that love is not puffed up. And what does this mean? Well, it means that a person that is puffed up is arrogant or they are proud. That means they go around boasting about what they've done. They have this prideful heart that they want everything to be about them and they want to show off everything they have or that they do. He also goes on to say that love does not behave unseemly 
or in this case means rudely. Love does not act unbecomingly. It does not have to act inappropriately. It does not needlessly offend other people. It also means that love is courteous and polite and is sensitive to the feelings of others and always uses tact. A person that has love in their heart does not need to berate other people. They are courteous to others. They will be kind and they will prefer their brother over themselves. Paul goes on to also say that love does not seek its own. This means that love is not selfish and self-centered. A person who has love in their life does not seek what is only convenient for them or only profitable for them. They instead think of others and they don't demand their own way. And I'm sure each and every one of us has encountered someone within our lives. Typically, when you're out in the public in a retail environment, you will come across people who just demand that whatever they want, they get. And they don't care about how it affects anyone around them, the person that they're speaking to or anything. They only want to get their way. And that is what it means by seeking its own. He also goes on to say that love is not easily provoked. They are not quick-tempered or irritable. It means that love does not have a hair-trigger temper. And I know I have encountered people in my life who, if you say one word to them that they don't like, they explode. That is what's a hair-trigger, and that means they are easily provoked. You have to walk on eggshells around them, and I'm sure you understand what that means. Paul goes on to say that love thinks no evil. In this phrase, this is an accounting word, and it's used as a numerical calculation. It means that love doesn't keep a tally of wrongdoings and bears a grudge until everyone is paid for. Love doesn't try to gain the upper hand by reminding the other person of past wrongs. Instead, love forgives. And the last characteristic here of what love does not do is love does not rejoice in iniquity. Love is not glad when they see other sin. They instead are saddened by the downfalling of their brother. Love does not rejoice at a wrongdoing or injustice, and it doesn't gloat at someone else's failings. Instead, love's going to come to a person, and love is going to comfort them, and love is going to help them when they have fallen. So Paul goes on to list the next one, that love rejoices in the truth. We just listed out what love does not, and he is saying here, but instead, love rejoices when there's truth, and love is glad to side with truth, to rejoice whenever truth wins out. And if you have love in your heart, you want to hear people tell the truth to you, and it gladdens your heart. And it says love rejoices and gets excited when it hears of spiritual victories. Love encourages by expressing joy over little evidences of growth. Love will be there to well up within you when you see somebody grow or you see someone overcome. As we go on to these last few characteristics, these were listed by Paul as what I want to call love always does. You know, we started out with what love was. We went through what love does not do. We listed what it does instead. And now what love always is. Paul states that love bears all things. And when he listed this out, he was talking that when you have love in your heart and in your life, 
you will cover those that are around you and always stand your ground in defending and protecting others, especially those who are weaker and less mature in the Christian walk, those who cannot stand up for themselves. He goes on to say that love believes all things. Love believes that each and every person is innocent until proven guilty, not guilty until proven innocent. If there is a problem, love doesn't jump immediately to blame the other person. Instead, love will be quick to give them the benefit of the doubt. Paul goes on to say that love always hopes all things. And I believe this is a really critical characteristic that we need to exude in our lives because this means that we believe in all of our fellow Christians if they're sincere in their love and we trust them. And it means that we also project a hope and a godly optimism towards them and towards anyone that says, I know you can do it because God is in you and God is able to perform that which we can. So no matter what struggle they're in, we have that optimism within our lives that we know that God is able, that God can perform the impossible that we can't do and he will be there to stand by our side. The last characteristic that he talks about is that love always endures all things. And the word endure is a military word here, meaning to sustain the assault of an enemy. It has the idea of holding up under trial or perseverance in spite of the difficulties. It means that love hangs in there. It's just not a passive stoic attitude. It is a positive triumphant spirit that sticks it out. Love gives us the courage to keep on going and it endures until the end because there is a hope eternal for us. We can believe that there is a heavenly place for us to go. So because we have that hope and that love of God within our lives, we can endure the trials of this earth. As we go on to verses eight through 13, which is the third part of the characteristics of love, that we described, this is the permanence of love, where Paul talks about love is greater than all spiritual gifts because it never ends. It reads, charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even also as I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. And Paul wanted to be very clear here that we need all three of these things within our life, faith, hope, and charity. Faith is the trust in God that he will take care of us no matter what. Hope is to expect with confidence that we will have eternal salvation and can live a life with God. And charity is the love that we should have within our life and exude out to others. And he is saying here, of these three things, charity is the greatest of all. And as we end this podcast, I want to take you to Ephesians chapter 3, starting at verse 14 and going through verse 21. This is a prayer by Paul to the church at Ephesus that I really wanted to share with you. 
It says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. And my prayer today for you is this, that God's unending and unfailing love will reflect in you and through you. You are a vessel in which God's love is to be shown into this lost and dying world, because without love, we are nothing. Thank you for joining us today. For more information on this or other podcasts, or to access our written Bible study notes, please visit our website at www.tnwministries.com. You may also contact us via email at tnwministries at gmail.com. Until next time, God bless.